Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Hi, okay, so who am I talking to today? Uh, dear Grit, it's Mr. Rory O'Donovan. Um, I'm Rory O'Donovan, um, a local artist, I guess mm-hmm. is the broadest way of, of saying it. Um, originally from just outside Cork City. And I've been on the island or coming to Cape, really, I suppose, for four years now. Gosh, wow, a long time now, yeah. Yeah, I flew in. Yeah. And this is going to be my first full winter. So um, <laughs> I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for that. Um, okay, so why did you come here four years ago? And then why did you decide to be based here more permanently? Mm, yeah, Um so before moving to Cape Clear, I was I had been living for um, a couple of years in Berlin in Germany, um, and yeah, I guess at the time I was looking for um, I wanted to come home, but I didn't know what that what version of coming home meant, mm-hmm. and um, but having lived in Dublin previously and in Cork City, those both of those options. Um, well, Dublin was kind of out of price range, but also didn't feel interesting to me. They felt like places that similar to other European cities. So I was really looking for something kind of special and um, spending every day in Berlin speaking German, like another country's language. It really built this like need for me to to connect with with Irish or go back to Irish. So I didn't grow up speaking Irish. I didn't go to a Gael school. I just kind of found uh, an interest or a love for it, I suppose, as an adult, as kind of living abroad. So <clears throat> when I was thinking about coming home, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be, make the bold move and go to a whale talk. Then. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cape Clear stood out as this kind of unique, idyllic island setting, but also where the language was strong and also open, you know, like that it wasn't, um, it didn't feel close to me when I'd visited before. It yeah. felt very open and friendly, you know, and not so strict. And that felt like a good place to go and reconnect and learn again. So I think that was the main thing, like, about when to come back. Um, yeah, from Berlin. And then what made me kind of think to stay here? Was that the second question? Like, well, to relocate? Yes, to be back, yeah. And, and I guess blending into this is is that you're quite interesting in terms of you have a portfolio gig economy way of working and you're not a farmer and a fisherman. Yeah. But you were able to... So what do you do and why was it that that was conducive to being here? Yeah. Um, so I work as a as a, as a kind of theatre and dance artist mainly, I suppose. So I make, I make, I've made work that's for stages and theatres, but I also make stuff like outside. Mm. So like in public space and public artwork and stuff like this. So um, until COVID-19, the way my working life has been structured is that I spend like a period of months at home in Ireland and then I would spend a period of like half the year kind of away. Not necessarily in blocks, but I would be in and out a lot. So um, there's a kind of flexibility and kind of to living in a place like this that Mm -hmm. can facilitate that kind of travel so So are you creatively composting like when you're here you're almost location neutral yeah 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 like I could work from anywhere Mm -hmm. but the work I make and the work I want to make like in and through the Irish language and dealing with I guess Irish cultural identity 
I when I'm here I'm like you said like digesting but also creating stuff and then for the past couple of years the works that I've been developing here on Cape Clear would then go out and tour nationally and internationally um, and that's been that's been really great so that's been I've been like that the island has kind of facilitated yeah. me to be able to do that I suppose also because the island um, becomes much more populated and busy in the summer months um, and my work abroad or nationally like is much busier in the summer months I kind of I'm away for that busy season mm-hmm. so yeah it's just kind of made a kind of sense it's kind of made a balance until now but because of COVID-19 the touring element and that travel abroad thing is it's quietening down over the next year at least yeah so that's that's kind of why the joke as well about spending the first full winter in, <laughs> on Cape which I'm really excited about yeah so I guess like you say that's an evolving situation so as I understand it, you did something last week and you also, when we spoke before, you did the kayaking thing. So are you a kind of Richard Long, like, before, I don't, how would you describe what you do and what you did last week as an example? Yeah. So last week I had this, um, I had a commission from Skib Arts Festival, which is the, like the local, I suppose the local market town on the mainland, um, and um, a contemporary music collective in Dublin, Kirkos and dance base in Edinburgh and Scotland commissioned me to make a piece of work that that was dealing with the COVID-19 restrictions. Oh, okay. So I I had spent most of lockdown above just outside the city with family and I was reflecting on this kind of change now and that we're able to move but things might be shutting down and that we kind of can move but we can't mm-hmm. move. So what I did was I walked from my home here on Cape to my family home in Cork City. So it's like, I but along the, I didn't go the directest route. Yeah. I followed the coastline of West Cork over seven days. So how far was that? I think in the end it was about 261 or 62 wow. kilometers. So that's about double if you drove or more. Yeah, yeah, or okay. more. Because you could do it kind of direct. I think it's like 70 or something like that. Like mm-hmm. technically you could walk it in three days if you didn't take a break and you were a superhero. But um, it was far more interesting to follow the coastline um, and to weave in and out kind of uh, toe head, seven heads. Um, Which is beautiful. Stunning, like yeah. stunning, stunning countryside. And to to walk it slowly as well, um, I suppose the walk then becomes like a dance. Okay. And it's a dance that is kind of with the landscape, but also is for passers-by. So it's about the kind of like chance meetings of, of other, you meet, I met other local people or people working in service industry mm-hmm. and along the way. So, and then... And do you capture that and document it or how... It, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So there's, there's, that's one kind of performance that's happening. And then the second thing I was doing was I would camp or, or when the weather was bad, I treated myself to a, a B&B. But um, I would spend the evenings then writing. So like recollecting on the day's walk. So trying to like make an account or an archive of the sounds or the people or the images that I would see. And then those texts are going to be um, presented kind of in an exhibition in um, a festival next month in Tipperary. So another kind of rural arts festival. And then hopefully here on Cape, um, when we have, um, we're going to have an event for the artist residency, um, which is another thing, um, in and around Halloween. So. That was kind of the walk, yeah, it was, it was a piece called Necessary Journey, or Ashtar Reachtamach. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that's the not, the walk in a, in a nutshell. It's the second walk I've done. I did a walk in 2017 as well when 
the Brexit thing was first coming into uh, the news and our awareness, um, I walked the border between the Republic and the North of Ireland with a colleague from the States, a much longer walk over, I think it was three weeks in the end, and similar again, you know, spending time on the land and mm-hmm. also writing, and we made a performance afterwards, so... Okay, right. yeah. So, so you touched on it, which is another hat that you wear, and it's quite a logical one related, is, is that you, as I understand it, you're the kind of curator of these art, not installation, residencies here. Yeah. So, so you're up to the third one, and what's the rationale? Or Yeah, so I guess the, after the first two years here, kind of making work on my own, or making my own work, I... I just thought it was it was I was so over like overwhelmed by how fantastic a place it is for for artists to to work and also just like how rich the community is here and the kind of like um the way people collaborate just day to day so like if if something needs to be done day to day I think you've talked about it with other people as well you know like a wall needs to be rebuilt you know you'll have a metal so the community will come together to do that or to do some work with the hedges or mm-hmm. farming or something. So I was just really struck by this, like how unique that was and how, how kind of, yeah, like how special it was. So I wanted to like share it. So um, happily with the core coming here, the co-op and um, the Cork County Council Arts Office and Aline Nguyltukta, we were able to run a pilot last year for artist residency programme. So we had, six artists joined us last year in two groups yeah. and this weekend we'll have our third uh, installment so three more artists will come and they they come and they live and they work on the island for two months um, and they develop their own projects and they find ways to collaborate with people in the community and then they also we also ask them to offer something so if it's a photographer they might offer like a photography class or a workshop or they might just have open studio kind yeah. of visit or um, they've done stuff in the national school as well. Like they've gone in and worked with the with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you had, you had the one that made gold as well. Yeah, we made, yeah, we made a piece last year with um, a local goldsmith where we cast two cod othelets, these tiny bones from the cod ear um, in 18 karat gold. And they are like a kind of um, it's a sculpture piece but it's also a kind of gift to the community here to kind of like as a way of saying thank you back and also um just honoring the kind of place as well as i think it's um Mm -hmm. yeah they're kind of beautiful precious very small object but they're the bone and the cod that help the cod orientate itself in the water so spatial awareness and kind of sense of place in the world so yeah place and community those things are really important I think in my work but also in lots of artists work so an island like this just it's just such a fertile ground for people to come and work yeah, yeah and hopefully then through the experience of working here it might like it did for me um allow someone to imagine coming to live here you know with their yeah. family or or with themselves or their partners you know or whatever it could you know try and get one foot in the door so you a taste you're rolling there so then therefore what tips would you give for people who are both your artists and people who are looking to obviously live here as well as work? From your experience, what, what, what tips would you give, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, the world of work, as I understand it, has changed so much in the past couple of months that CAPE is now like 
and other islands like it, but Cape in particular, I think, are... It's just kind of, like, the perfect situation to be in, I think. Like, to raise a family or start a family here feels like a kind of magical and open space to do that. Um, Is there anything that you did well or you look back and thought you'd have done differently? Or, you know, like... What do you um, need? Do you need 200 rolls of toilet paper or, you know? <laughs> you need to, you need to, um, the thing I learned is, that the, the, the islands taught me is to listen. That's the, the big thing is to like, I think I, if I, if I could change something, I maybe came in with too many questions or okay. to, uh, um, asked for a little bit too much too quickly. And I think I would have given myself more time to just like chill out and listen and let the place kind of inform what I was doing. But now I feel like I found a good rhythm with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was in, I was listening to, I think it was Seamus was saying like, don't get involved in things too quickly. Mm. And that kind of resonated with me. But um, it's funny because like, you know, living in a city like Berlin before here, there's so much kind of emphasis placed on community and the diversity of community. But it wasn't my experience at all. It was a very kind of samey kind of experience. Or it could have been any big city in the world. Okay. And then actually coming here, you really encounter like people from all backgrounds, from all walks of life, um, doing all different types of work now, you know, with the internet. And um, yeah, and I think the stuff that's being planned as well around the Green Islands and the kind of like climate aware things, like that's... I think we're in the middle of the COVID thing, but I think the climate thing is going to be the big thing that we as communities and as individuals need to solve or be working with over the next 10, 20 years. So I think like, yeah, making Cape Clear a place to live and work, it just, it has a synergy to it. And I think there's so, yeah, and a diversity to it that that's worked out for me, I think, or yeah. Cool. Uh, no, I think okay. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. <laughs> great, so thanks very much. Thanks so much, Simon. Really, really great to talk. We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.